What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. In 2013, Google rolled out a new inbox that puts you back in control that allowed Gmail users to split incoming emails into different tabs. Today, one in five users enable the Promotions tab. It's got a really bad reputation. Companies that send marketing emails are still trying today to find ways out of the Promos tab and into the Primary Inbox tab. Here's today's main takeaway. Most companies should accept that their marketing emails are destined for the Promos tab in Gmail. Instead, they should focus on standing out from all the newsletters and consider themselves lucky that they aren't in the spam folder. The Promos tab is not the same thing as the spam folder. There is good news if you're trying to get into the inbox tab. If your business is willing to radically change their HTML heavy templated email strategy in favor of a personal one-to-one text-based strategy, brands can find a way into the primary tab. So to get you there, you need to get past two main gates. The first gate is the spam filter gate and it includes your reputation scores and authentication. The second gate is the category filter in Gmail, and that's the one we'll we'll cover in this first episode, and all the different signals that help classify incoming emails in Gmail. So this this episode is kind of a two-parter. We'll we'll walk you through the best ways to get past both of those gates, and today we're gonna start with the Gmail filter classification. Boom. Yeah, nothing's worse than being stuck in the promo tab. Heck, even even like grandmas get stuck in uh, like spam filters and stuff. So this is <laughs> this is a, a very like opaque topic that I think we can shed some light on. Yeah, I saw it recently. Like some folks on Twitter were complaining that um, Gmail had like a bug in their classification filter for for a couple of days, and people were taking screenshots of just like marketing promo emails landing in the inbox, and people were like all up in arms about it. But um, yeah, there's there's some fascinating um, data to to uncover here. Like one in five people are using the Promos tab. Um, Promos tab, even though it's kind of used as an extension of the inbox, like people are still reading the promos tab um, it has like a, a smaller drop in in open rates but people are still engaging with it and um, I think that you know there's there's importance in understanding uh, the four main buckets of factors that are influencing whether your emails are landing in specific classification filters of Gmail so a lot of these topics are kind of agnostic to, to, to email clients. Um, some of them are specific to Gmail and we'll kind of call these out, but today we're going to cover email content and personal actions that influence um, uh, your ability to land in the inbox. And uh, next week we'll, we'll finish off by talking about sender reputation and other things you can do in your email sending platform. So JT, let's, uh, let's start off with the first one. Email content is probably the most obvious fact in determining if your email is able to get past the spam filter or get past the classification filter in Gmail. Let, let's focus on the Gmail piece of this here for, for the start of, of this episode. And um, yeah, like Gmail, we've talked about this before, right? Like the more HTML you have in your email, the less likely you are of landing in the inbox tab, right? 
Oh, totally. And I think we're seeing the rise of like email newsletters again, like the editorial newsletter is being, uh, you know, prominent in this because, you know, we'll circle back on this. I joke all the time, like everything in marketing is dead or being revived. And I think email marketing gets a particularly bad rep because it's difficult as a volume play. Um, but when you're talking about making content into the, to the inbox, so much of uh, what I've seen in my own career has to do with the type of things that you're doing within the email content itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, like we, we talked about this at, at the top there, but like there's, there's this conception that, that the promos tab in Gmail is the same thing as the spam folder. And that's completely wrong. Like Gmail still has a spam folder. Like it just never makes its way through into the promos tab. Um, like it's still that, that second gate. So uh, I think like uh, unpacking this a little bit is, is helpful. So like from the little bit that we know about how Gmail classifies those tabs, um, there's like obvious things that we can conclude about the primary tab. The primary tab of Gmail is from people you know, not businesses, not from social network sites or forums, not marketing or promotional based newsletters or emails that have like heavy CTAs in them, not notifications or updates or bills. The primary tab is meant for people that you reply to, that you're engaging with on a recurring basis. That being said, there is room for marketing emails to, or, or emails from brands uh, to land in your primary inbox. You just need to treat um, the content that you have in those branded emails a lot differently. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like a, one of the fav my favorite examples of bringing this up, like we, we had Pierce Eugene Wall on the show and we, we talked about NAC and uh, you know, how users should have like a, a strategy that combines both HTML emails as well as text-based emails. And we'll talk about like different senders and stuff like that. But one of my favorite um, companies to, to bring up as an example of text-based newsletters is Clearbit. Mm -hmm. Clearbit sends a text-based newsletter every, I think like two, weeks um, to their subscriber list and it comes from Brad on their growth team. So it's not like Clearbit uh, or Clearbit growth team at clearbit.com or like this random generic email address. Like it comes from Brad. It's written from Brad. It's super friendly. It doesn't have fancy uh, an HTML template. There's usually like a, one or two images. It's really straight up. It's funny. It's helpful. It's content that I enjoy engaging with. Mm -hmm. I've replied to Brad like once or twice, but guess what? that marketing newsletter from a brand lands in my primary tab in Gmail. And it, it's a great way to get users to interact with, you, with your newsletters as opposed to just like hoping that you stand out from that promos tab, right? Yeah, and I think I'll admit right now, like I'm not a super deep dive expert in, in email marketing. I think this is this is your area's a specialty for sure. But I think I can pick up on, a, on something that you, you said. I, I think something about working with gmail and google systems like as an seo uh as an expert in seo like i can say that there's so much uncertainty about how these things happen and behind the scenes we kind of get you know uh worked up about what are the technical things what are this or what is that but marketing fundamentally is about making connections with people so if your content is not being connected with whether it's on seo or email uh, if it's impersonal and if it's being blasted, like if your team is talking about blasting emails out, you're you're blasting them straight into the promo folder um, and you're not going to be successful. And I think the rules uh, that you apply, like 
even if you're not a deep expert in Gmail, for instance, like, you know, following what Brad does at ClearBet, you know, shout out ClearBet, like awesome newsletter, but it's creating engagement. It's, it's actually connecting with people. Like this is a true north that you can take to any any technology. Totally. We, we yeah, we've, we've definitely covered this before, right? Like most Gmail users or most email users treat email as a personal medium, right? Mm -hmm. Google knows that you, if you're sending an email with the words discount or promotion or buy now and your HTML to image text ratio is way heavy on HTML, you're destined for the promos tab. Like there's no way you're going to land in, in, the, in the inbox tab without a major overhaul in, in your strategy. So like when it comes to actual recommendations from Google there there's one thing to kind of point out here that I thought was interesting they, they recommend like super obvious stuff like follow internet format standards and follow HTML standards blah 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 um, sender info should be clear um, make sure you know who is sending your your email and make sure the clicks are blah 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 like there's a lot of really obvious stuff in in Google's help docs but they have one thing um, that gets overlooked a little bit and Gmail treats dynamic content and hidden content in emails pretty specifically um, mm -hmm. Google recommends that you don't use HTML and CSS to hide content in your emails. Hiding content might cause messages to be marked as spam. So many ESPs, as, as you know, like I don't, I don't know if Marketo has changed the functionality behind the scenes, but I know some email sending platforms offer this like dynamic or personalized content mm -hmm. where you can just like s create an email and you can say like, okay, if this person is in this segment, I want this block of text to say this. But if they're in that segment, I want the text to say this instead. An example would be like customers versus non-customers. But the way that a lot of these ESPs treat that behind the scenes is that like both of those content blocks are there in the email. You're just hiding one of them based on your segment. So in this case, like Gmail would treat your email as spam because they have, they've been able to see like hidden content in that email. It's so fascinating because it's clear that Google is able to read your emails just as much as it can read your your website information, uh, and and Google looks at it from two different perspectives. Like there is the the natural language processing component of it. Like Google reads your emails like it would read you know your your recipient would read it. The other component is like the speaking to the Google technology stack, uh, you know, in code. And one thing that gets gets all marketers in email land is, and and again, we talked with Pierce a bit about this, but like, how many ESPs are there? Like, that's it's almost like a riddle at this point. Like, there's so many different ESPs, and like, if you look at like a lit, you run a litmus test on on your uh, emails, you'll see like there's like 50 that you could design for. And so what happens is, is Google smells all the CSS and HTML uh, within those emails. And it knows like a mile away, like your grandma isn't, you know, coding up a CSS email to make it responsive in Outlook, whatever, 92. Um, she She's sending it as a plain text email. And you're not trying to fool things, but like, you know, you can get designed emails in your primary. I've seen it all the time. Um, but like you need you boatloads of code, like Google knows what's up. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's hundreds of articles you can read on like um, ideal content to, to have in your your emails to get past like uh, Gmail classification and, and promos tabs. Um, one of the things though, is, yeah, so let, let's cover number two here. So that was email content. Let's dive into personal actions. Google actually um, publicly has, has said this and a few times I'll, I'll uh, link out in the show notes um, some of these articles, but Google has said that the most important factor in deciding whether your email lands in the inbox tab or not is users' unique 
past behavior. So uh, like super quick example, like if you haven't opened Clearbit's newsletter for a while and you actually never clicked on any of their emails versus me who opens like all three of their last emails, I clicked on all three of them, I replied to two of them and I added Brad as like a contact in, in my contact list in Gmail. There's a huge difference in signals that you're sending to Gmail. And so Gmail actually says that like, um, you know, the classification factors uh, impact like how multiple users interact with your emails, but it's also very personal. Like mm -hmm. one user adding you to their contact list is the best way that Google lists to getting past spam filters. It's really the, the first main tip that they, they list there. So like Google currently um, says that like to help prevent valid messages from being marked as spam or going into the promos tab, messages that have a from address in the recipient's contact list makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So you know, we've we've played with this before at Clipfolio, like getting subscribers to add us to their contact list right away. Um, so that's like one of the, the the tips that Google has for for getting past the spam filter. It's it's interesting, right? Like I feel like nothing is quite as opaque as email marketing is for uh, for users, right? Or for marketers, you send something, you actually don't know first of all what client they're using. Uh, we, you can you can do some analytics to see after the fact. Uh, you you can't really see what they do when they open that email. You can't see that if you're in the contact list. Like th these things are so hard for for marketers and i think having some just like good good practices allows you to do that what's really fascinating is how how much behind the scenes these esps also you know they see the behavior associated with and we'll get into the technical in the next episode but like they can see like where you send your your uh, emails from what servers like if you're on a shared server on like a, a marketo or a hubspot or something and you've got an email spammer on that server they actually pick up on that as well mm. um so there's some crazy things that happened within within email but i think it all comes back down to like you know the medium is a message what does email use for who else is in your primary inbox as a marketer you got to really look at and think about that um you know you're you're getting email from your grandma and you're getting it from a brand well, like what what's the difference there and and you got to understand that difference to be able to be successful yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Like I, I knew that like Google probably had like a, a fancy classification system, but in the article that I'll, I'll, I'll link out, like um, a product manager um, says that like Gmail's classification factors uses machine learning to to choose which tabs to put in email based on a bunch of factors. Like we're, we're covering four of these big buckets of factors, but at the end of the day, like there's probably like thousands of, of factors that that come into play here plus a machine learning algorithm that just like is, is constantly learning and, and changing in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that there's like a, a ton of stuff that we, we can unpack here on, on the personal actions, like uh, signals that as Gmail users, you can tell Gmail that like this is a legit sender. Um, that That's getting past the spam filter. G Google recommends that you add people to your contact list. They actually list four things that users can do to teach Gmail over time to, to classify their emails from certain senders to the primary tab. Um, one of the recommendations is to add people to your contact list. Same thing as the the, the the first gate, the spam filter gate. Um, but the three other ones that they recommend is to click and drag an email from the promos tab to the primary tab. Um, so that's like a great indicator to Gmail that like, you know, this 
promos tab email deserves a spot in the inbox. Um, number two is creating a filter that marks an email from a specific sender as important. Those two are like pretty um big tasks to ask your subscribers yeah. to do like i wouldn't expect uh, a new subscriber to drag my email out of the promos tab right away or to create a filter and and, and mark me as like an important sender in in their inbox um but the, the fourth one the fourth one that they list and the most realistic one is to reply to the email Mm -hmm. So Google actually says this, that like users who are replying to a promo email are uh, better chances of landing in the inbox next time. And, you know, like there's something dishonest about asking someone right off the bat to add you to their contact list. But um, this idea of like replying to the email, uh, like when you're asking a question in that welcome email, like, hey, why did you join my list? Like, what are you trying to do? What's your biggest pain point right now? Like, not only is that cool information on your subscribers, but you're in indicating uh, you're getting those subscribers to indicate to Gmail that you belong in the inbox. Yeah, that's super fascinating. And I think like, yeah, I, I would just, as you were talking, I was looking at my own email um, and some own, my own behavior. Maybe I'm like a terrible email user and I should be sent to like, you know, email purgatory and, and have my, <laughs> my hand slap. But like I have 4,200 unopened emails in my inbox. Yeah, and I'm never gonna open them. Like I don't know. Like it's just it, it it's is total spam. Like and that's my personal. Like my my professional is is creeping up there as well as like the 1200, and I think like this is this is like the fatigue factor, right? If and and I think Google's kind of low key telling people something here, right? Hey, reply to an email. Well, that means that it's actually like a legit communication. Otherwise, it's one way communication from a brand to to you. And yeah, like I keep coming back to this, but whenever I hear the term, you know, we got to blast this email, I'm like, oh man, like this is brutal. This is why, this is why everybody's experiencing communication fatigue right now. And it's not to say that I think email marketing is dead. I think actually, if anything, email marketing is as alive and, and as well as it, it's ever been. Um, but like what type of email marketing is actually uh, uh, alive and well, it's very intriguing. And I think that reply to content, like how do you get people, you know, you send out an email, how, how do you get somebody to reply to your email that you're sending out? So I signed up for a newsletter. Like, I love that example. Wait, why just sign up for the newsletter? Um, it also really talks about what is your sender? Like who is a person sending it? Is it somebody that you'd actually want to have a conversation with? And if you're sending it from no reply at, you know, givemybrandmoney.com, you're not going to get very far, I don't think. Exactly. I feel like uh, email is not dead should be the main takeaway of uh, all of our, our technical episodes on, on email. Yeah, it's um, totally not dead. Yeah, absolutely not. And uh, so, yeah, so what people are doing um, and how they're, you know, interacting with your emails is a huge signal to, to Gmail and on where those emails should land. Uh, Google also lists how Gmail users have interacted with similar content as mm -hmm. a classification factor. So this is where um, the machine learning algorithm comes in here, right? So what your specific users are interacting and doing with your emails matters, first of all, more than anything. But similar brands such as yourself that are also sending newsletters are sending that to Gmail users and how those users are interacting with similar brands impacts your ability to land in the inbox. So 
this is one that you have little control over, obviously. Um, but uh, an interesting point to, to kind of bring up as, as you know, like it's pretty sophisticated how, how Google is, is doing this. So instead of just like always focusing on how do we get out of the promos tab and, and into the main inbox, uh, understanding that like behind the scenes, there's a lot of factors behind this that are specifically designed so that like marketing newsletters don't end up in the primaries tab and that they live in the promos tab. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's enough for today, JT. We covered uh, half the classification factors. Um, contenting your emails, um, you know, consider radical change in strategy if you really want to get into primary into the primary tab. But um, if not, you know, making the most of your spot in the promos tab and considering that users are treating it as kind of this extension of their inbox. Um, Google also says that one of the most important factors is how users treat and interact with your emails. That's why uh, it's super important for you to get subscribers to reply to your emails, um, on especially the earlier emails. So get the emails to be sent from a human on your team and, and get a conversation going. It's the best signal to tell Gmail that you deserve to land in the inbox. Next week, we'll take a deeper dive into some of the practical tips for blowing past the first gate, the spam filter. So today we like covered the classification filter, the second gate, but you know, email sending reputation, authentication, and we'll also chat about tactics that you can deploy in your automation platform to improve deliverability. We'll catch you guys then.